Hallelujah. You may be seated, please. Thank you for coming uh, to our first Sunday. Actually, after six months at least, praise God. We're so glad to start cautiously. We had a nice time worshiping God. Hallelujah. And um, brief admonition there. Thank God for His mercy. Amen. I know that these six months have been a little bit homebound. And so, um, don't get used to just sitting in one place. (laughs) Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. God is a faithful God. Hallelujah. I believe the Lord is in this place. Amen. How many of you know that he's here, that he comes to church services and he sits there and he walks about and he deals with things and all that. Hallelujah. So I believe he's here today to meet needs minister and speak into our lives and heal and set captives free. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord Jesus. Thank you all for coming, especially the newcomers. You're very, very welcome. And um, praise God. God is faithful. Hallelujah. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Let's just thank him for a minute. Lord, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We worship you. This is your church. These are your sheep. Hallelujah. We trust you. We thank you that you are good. Your mercies are in this place. We call every need met. Every oak destroyed. Every burden removed. Right now, we thank you. We praise you for clarity, for understanding, for revelation. Thank you for your tender mercies, healing mercies. We receive your benefits. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. 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 We worship you. We worship you. We worship you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God. Today we also have a baby dedication. Um, Anaya is going to be dedicated to the Lord by her parents. And I'm going to read a scripture. We don't believe in um, infant uh, baptism and all of that. But we do believe that you can dedicate your child to the Lord. So we'll just put up Luke chapter 2 and verse 22 there. As Jesus was brought to the presence of God. You know, when the days of her purification, that's talking about Mary, his mother, according to the law of Moses, accomplished, they brought him to Jerusalem to present him to the Lord. Hallelujah. So today he himself has paid the price. All of those, you know, legalistic requirements of the law of Moses, Jesus has paid for each one of them. And so today you don't have to worry about the law and the turtle doves and the pigeons And all of that, Jesus has become our great sacrifice. Hallelujah. And we're going to bring the child to the Lord. Hallelujah. Brother John is here. He'll help us with the Canada translation. Thank you. Luke 2.22 Luke 2.22 Amen. So we'll just call um, Brother Anish and his mother and whoever else is with them. 
to bring baby over. The baby is uh, pretty brand new. <laughs> Anaya. Glory to God. Please come up so we can see on the camera also. Praise the Lord Jesus. So maybe you can be here. Amen. Come. Let's get into the frame here. Amen. Hallelujah. Lord, we thank you for this precious baby that came from your presence. We worship you right now. And according to your word, we bring Anaya before you. And we commit her into your care. We join the parents and relatives. And whoever loves this baby... Oh, we just bring them as the church to your holy presence. This is your baby, Lord. Thank you for the gift of this child, Anaya. Thank you, Lord, that this child will be brought up in the nurture and admonition of God. This baby is on loan from you to be taken care of and brought up to know you and walk in your ways, fulfill the purpose for which she was created. And then she will come back to you, Lord. We thank you for the privilege of being involved right now in that whole present day work. In Jesus' mighty name, the angels keep this baby. The blood speak for her. Every step in Jesus' name. Every need met super abundantly. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So here is Anaya baby of Anu and Anish and sister of our little fella here. Blessed. Amen. Praise God. Grandma is here also. Praise God. Thank you so much. Amen. Enjoy. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You know, you can always use this as a point of contact. One day you can say, Father, I gave that child to you. Amen? And so you will take care of that child. Hallelujah. You can use that as a leverage for your faith to work. Hallelujah. You can say, we were there, witnesses were there when I gave that child to you. Praise God. And so I expect you to show up for that child, to undertake for that child. Amen? I will teach. I will live in front of this child. And I expect your mercy to work out everything else. Amen? Praise God. So we thank God for that. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And if you're planning on having children, you know it's fun. Get ready. Enjoy. But make sure you bring them up in his nurture and admonition. Amen. Recently, my mother remembered that she had prayed a prayer in her heart that if the child is a boy, I will give him to serve you, it seems. She did not know that she, <laughs> she was dealing with a God who listens, you know. And so when I started going this way and that way, and she was wondering, finally I said, I'm just going to serve Jesus. I'm not going to do anything else. She thought, what? What's wrong with this guy? And then some years later, she told me, now I remember Ah, I told the Lord, if he's a boy, I will give him to you. <laughs> Hallelujah. So some of us, we are stuck like that. We can't do anything else. Amen. Imagine 
giving a child to the Lord. Like Hannah could not have children, and then one day she said, you know, this baby will be yours, and so on and so forth, and left the little child there in the presence of God to live in the temple, to live with the prophet and all that. Praise God. Can you imagine the sacrifice after having that child and then you just give the child to the service of God? That's really tough. Hallelujah. Eventually, <clears throat> that child became a great prophet, prophet Samuel. Amen. And learned to hear the voice of God and all of that. So all these little decisions you make about your children, about your marriage, there's a God who hears it all. Amen. And uh, he takes it seriously and he'll show up. Hallelujah. And he will come and he will collect and he will take. Praise God. So don't forget. Praise God. Be careful about all these things. Amen. Praise the Lord Jesus. We were saying some things last week and um, you know, it was all good. That Jesus is Lord of your spirit. And uh, the rest of your being, your soul and your body is not really under his lordship. Praise God. That... Um, the rest of it is up to us. We need to bring the soul and the body under lordship of Jesus. Praise God. And um, that itself, just knowing that is such a big deal. Most people do not even know that. They think that, am I really saved? I don't know. When I get to heaven, then I'll know. If I get there, then I'm saved. But your spirit is saved when you call upon the name of the Lord Jesus. Thank God for that. Your soul, which is your emotion, your will, your intellect, your choice, all of those things, they are not saved. Amen. They're going to be trained by the Word of God and how you exercise the Word. And then it will be trained and be brought under the control of Jesus. And then your body will also experience that control. Hallelujah. So this month, I believe the Lord told us about such things. And we may have to investigate a little bit. And you spend your time studying such things also. You may hear briefs from here, briefs from the pulpit. Uh, but you may have to spend time studying these things out for yourself. Hallelujah. It's not possible to just spend one month talking about it. You need to spend months and months and months if you really want to study. Amen. So sometimes it would take three years studying something. And uh, by the time somebody mentions that verse, ooh, it just lights up. Amen. <clears throat> but anyway, let's um, read a verse or two and then see. Open your heart to God. God can still reach you. You know, he has things constantly wanting to meet people's needs. And so let's start off, first of all, from Second Corinthians, the sixth chapter. And let's go to the eleventh verse. Second Corinthians chapter 6. And if you can, let's go to the 11th verse. Praise the Lord. And if you're there, um, maybe you could put it up for me, folks, to read. Notice there, <coughs> he said, <coughs> Excuse me. Oh, you Corinthians. So don't think about it. It's not to you, really. It's the Corinthians. Amen. Don't get shocked. The Corinthians were a special group of people. But... <laughs> They were really something. They were a bit of a headache. So just imagine a very stubborn church, very natural, you know, fleshly kind of church, very emotional church. That's the Corinthian church. 
So he said, O ye Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you, our heart is enlarged. So he's saying here, it's not about us keeping quiet or us not preaching or us not teaching. Praise God. Let's hear that in Canada, please. ಕೊರಿಂತದಲ್ಲಿರುವ ನಿಮ್ಮೊಂದಿಗೆ ಬಿಚ್ಚು ಮನಸ್ಸಿನಿಂದ ಮಾತಾಡುತ್ತೇವೆ ನಮ್ಮ ಹೃದಯಗಳನ್ನು ನಿಮ್ಮ ಮುಂದೆ ತೆರಳುತ್ತಿದ್ದೇವೆ ಔಟ್ ಆಫ್ ದಿ ಅಬಂಡನ್ಸ್ ಆಫ್ ಅ ಮ್ಯಾನ್ಸ್ ಹಾರ್ಟ್ ಹಿಸ್ ಮೌತ್ ಸ್ಪೀಕ್ಸ್ ಅಮೇನ್ ಸೊ ದೇರ್ ಇಸ್ ಎ ರಿಲೇಷನ್ಶಿಪ್ ವಿತ್ ಇನ್ ಅಸ್ ಬಿಟ್ವೀನ್ ದ ಹಾರ್ಟ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದ ಮೌತ್ ಜೀಸಸ್ ಸೆಡ್ ಇನ್ ಮ್ಯಾಥ್ಯೂ ಟ್ವೆಲ್ವ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ತರ್ಟಿ ಫೋರ್ ದಟ್ ವೆನ್ ಯುವರ್ ಹಾರ್ಟ್ ಇಸ್ ಫುಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಸಮ್ ಥಿಂಗ್ಸ್ ದೆನ್ ಯುವರ್ ಮೌತ್ ವಿಲ್ ಸ್ಪೀಕ್ ಇಟ್ ಸೊ ಇಫ್ ಯು ವಾಂಟ್ ಟು ಗೆಟ್ ಸಮಥಿಂಗ್ ಕಮಿಂಗ್ ಔಟ್ ಆಫ್ ಯುವರ್ ಮೌತ್ it must be because your heart is full of it amen so if you listen to a person's mouth you will know what's inside their heart it doesn't come out by accident actually it comes out because it's full and then it comes out so you must be careful what you put into your heart because it's going to come out of your mouth sometimes you can say some things which sound right but really under the pressure that's when you know what you really believe amen that is when those deep things will come out and they will come out in the form of words and actions so he said oh corinthians the problem is not with the man paul or his preaching praise god he says the next verse says it is your own bowels or your own emotions notice there you are not straightened in us but you are straightened in your own bowels let me get that from Let's hear it in Kannada and then I will see if we can get it out in another version. Nimma mele namagiruva preetiyu nintu hogilla adre namma mele nimagidda preetiye nintu hogide. Amen. If you check in the New King James it says it is your affections. He says you are straightened or limited by your own affections. Amen. The problem is not in the teaching in the preaching that came to the Corinthian church. it was in the people's own emotions their own desires their own actual bowels or you know the deep seating of their thoughts and emotions and so that's what hindered the church amen god is giving a good word god is got his spirit in us god has poured out his glory on the church you know it's a beautiful place to be the church the body of christ it's actually the body of christ amen so our emotions have to be controlled our emotions have to be put in check and that is where the work is amen so we are not limited by god's word we are not limited by ministry gifts necessary necessarily but we are limited by our own emotions amen so if you're in a bad emotional state and then you come to church it's going to take some time to come out of it whatever is being preached may just go just go over your head you may not get anything just because the auto guy was mean or the uber guy was not so great hallelujah it affects everything doesn't it <clears throat> and so uh, the emotions have to be handled immediately otherwise we can do things that we will regret later amen so that's the clarity on the issue the soul has to become actually under the lordship of the word of god jesus christ amen otherwise you may do things that you regret later just at the heat of the moment and maybe the sorry won't be good enough hallelujah because um, you know things have happened and 
Choices have been made. Words have been spoken. It's very hard to bring back those words. It's, it's really tough. So it's better to put uh, the Lordship of Jesus or the Word of God over our emotions rather than, you know, anything else. Hallelujah. Praise God. There's a bit of echo and all that, but God is good. Amen. So <clears throat> let's go along to Acts chapter 20 and observe there. There's a lot going on. This is uh, like Paul is leaving and people are worried that they may not see him again. He also was worried that nobody would see him again. So this is his farewell speech. Okay? Imagine the great apostle Paul is giving a farewell speech. So he calls all the elders from the various churches and brings them to a particular spot, maybe a, a hotel, a resort place, and then he begins to speak to them. Amen? So in verse 28, he says this, Acts 20, 28, he says, observe, let's hear this in Canada also, but I'll say it in English, take heed, therefore, unto yourselves. Take heed, therefore, unto yourselves and to all the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. He said, take heed to yourself first and then to the flock to feed the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. Amen. Let's hear that in Canada, please. ಆದ್ದರಿಂದ ನಿಮ್ಮ ವಿಷಯದಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ಪವಿತ್ರಾತ್ಮನು ನಿಮ್ಮ ಪಾಲನೆಗೆ ವಹಿಸಿರುವ ಮಂದೆಯೋ ವಿಷಯದಲ್ಲಿಯೂ ಎಚ್ಚರಿಕೆಯಿಂದ ಇರಿ ದೇವರು ತನ್ನ ಸ್ವಂತ ರಕ್ತದಿಂದ ಕೊಂಡಿಕೊಂಡಿರುವ ಸಭೆಗೆ ನೀವು ಕುರುಬರಾಗಿದ್ದೀರಿ So each one of us is his flock, actually. You know, we are not actually uh, anybody else's flock. <laughs> That's good to know, isn't it? So actually, Jesus is the great pastor or shepherd of the church. Amen. And he has put some sheep under the authority or custody or oversight of under-shepherds. You know, some you know, other management he has put in place. Praise God. And their main job is to feed the flock. Notice, he says, feed the church of God, which he has purchased with his own blood. So the main job of these under-shepherds is in the feeding department. Hallelujah. Notice, feed the flock. Do you remember, have we heard this in Canada? Or, okay. Do you remember these kind of lines from Peter and Jesus in a conversation? At the end of John, you know, um, chapter 22, he says there that it got him a little bit bugged also because Jesus asked him three times, do you love me, do you love me, do you love me? Remember? And he said, you love me more than these. <laughs> so I guess Peter had made a statement that I love you more than anybody else, more than all of these disciples. And Even if they all leave you, I will never leave you. I will go with you into death. You remember? And of course, you know the story. After that, Peter denied him three times. So I believe Jesus came to fix that by asking him three times. Amen? So that he would say it with his own mouth, think about it, and say it properly. Praise God. And so if you read that, he says there, 
I think verse 15 of 22, he said, do you love me? Then feed my lambs is what he first said. Notice the word lambs. Amen. That could also mean little children, children's ministry, etc. But it also means fresh believers. He said, if you love me, feed the new believers. Okay? Now I'm going to a little bit of Greek because sometimes English cannot explain it properly. The King James wrote it like that, and others will say this and that, but the original language was the Greek. Amen? And there the word feed is a word which means to feed as you are feeding a baby where you hold them close with all that care. Amen? So that means basic doctrine. Are you getting that? So they need attention. You go and meet them. You laugh and play. And then you say, now, shall we study? You know, all that kind of stuff. Then they bring the chaya and the chaya spills. After cleaning it all up, then you say, now, shall we study? Praise God. So you do it in a relaxed, homey kind of atmosphere, holding them close, bringing them into the emotions because they are still lambs. Let's hear this in Canada, please. ಅವರುಮರಿಗಳನ್ನುಮರಿಗಳನ್ನುಮರಿ Hallelujah. Kurimala. Huh? Kurimari. Mai. Huh? All right. Praise God. Kurimai. Hallelujah. Glory to God. <laughs> If you wonder what I'm doing in Karnataka, ask Jesus. Because I, I really don't know. He can use me in Jesus' name. Amen. I hope everybody can get it. Anyway, he said, if you really love me, this is what you should do. Feed my fresh believers. A. Take care of new believers. Feed them. Feed them what? Roti, kapada, or makan? No, not necessarily. <laughs> Amen. It's the kind of food that we are talking about. Amen. Now, let's continue with the next verse also. He said, if you love me, then feed my sheep. Then the third time he says, if you love me, feed my sheep. There the word feed is a different word. It's not the first word. It's another word which means Shepherd, shepherd, shepherd my sheep, shepherd my sheep. What does that mean? Shepherds, you know, when they have grown up sheep, they just bring them to that place where the grass is green and they maybe make some signal like, or something, and then those guys just eat. Are you getting it? It's different. So the babies, you have to actually maybe feed them. But the shepherding in the grown-up ones, you bring them to the food and say, eat. Are you getting it? Hallelujah. Praise God. So, um, by the time that baby is grown up, he should be able to know what to eat, what not to eat, how to eat, etc. So, the, the, the target of our doctrinal class or basic doctrines is to be able to teach sheep how to eat properly. Amen. And, he's, and God is saying, the problem is not with the food. The problem is with the handling of the emotions. Even if you are the Corinthian church, which was a seriously problematic church, I mean the problems of the Corinthian churches, 
with something else. Praise God. Worse, worse than you can ever imagine. I mean, where a man had his own, um, you know, stepmother. Slept with his stepmother. That was the church. And it was happening in the church. And Paul was the one who was teaching. So Paul was saying, it's not my fault. It's not the problem of what I'm teaching. <laughs> Amen. It's the problem of your emotions. Are you getting it? So the emotions have to come under the control of the Word of God. All of us need to have that, whether we're Corinthians or Bangaloreans or Mumbai cars. Amen. The Mumbai guys seem to have cars. They're Mumbai cars, you know. And the Bangaloreans are Suvarnas, you know, they're gold people. Hallelujah. Anyway, <laughs> he said, if you love me, feed my sheep. Amen. Notice, it's about feeding sheep. Love translates into feeding. Interesting, right? You love me, feed. Don't just say, I love you, I love you. Give me something to eat, man. What is this? Amen? So if you love Jesus, you'll be interested in the feeding program. Hallelujah? That was how he ended that whole department and then left. He, he talked with Peter and then, you know, afterwards, you see, it's not too long later, he leaves after the, the 40 days of ministering on the kingdom, you know, in a resurrection body. Then he goes away. Amen. So Peter was very seriously affected by this. Jesus called him to the side. You really love me? You love me more than this? Feed. Feed the lambs. Feed the sheep. Shepherd them. Feed them properly. Praise God. So that is what it's all about. Amen. Now, let's flow into Malachi, the third chapter, and observe. What's Malachi famous for? Mmm, you don't have to answer Malachi, the third chapter, observe the 10th verse, and in fact, the critical 10th verse. He says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse, that there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, says the Lord of hosts. If I will not open to you the windows of heaven, pour out you out a blessing, there shall not be room enough to re receive it, etc., etc. But let's just hear that in Canada, please. ನನ್ನ ಆಲಯವು ಆಹಾರದ ಕೊರತೆ ಇಲ್ಲದಂತೆ ನೀವು ದಶಮಾಂಶವನ್ನು ಯಾವಾಗಲೂ ಭಂಡಾರಕ್ಕೆ ತೆಗೆದುಕೊಂಡು ಬನ್ನಿರಿ ನಾನು ಪರಲೋಕದ ದ್ವಾರಗಳನ್ನು ತೆರೆದು ನಿಮ್ಮಲ್ಲಿ ಸ್ಥಳ ಹಿಡಿಯಲಾದಷ್ಟು ಸುವರಗಳನ್ನು ಸುರಿಯುವೆನು ಇಲ್ಲವೋ ಎಂದು ಯೋಹಾನ್ ಯಹೋವನಾದ ನನ್ನನ್ನು ಹೀಗೆ ಪರೀಕ್ಷಿಸಿರಿ etc. are to actually have food in his house. Not necessarily chapati and mutton curry, but to be able to have the word of God in his house. Amen? So notice how he dealt with um, the elders. Paul talking to the elders. He said, take heed in verse 28, 2028, Acts 2028. He said, take heed unto yourself. Notice. And then to the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. Hallelujah. So notice there, for the food to go out of the church in word form, the persons that are working with the word have to be well. They have to be doing good. Otherwise they'll say, sorry, no service today. We are in the chitterlings. We are not feeling so good, so... 
I'm sorry, today there is no service. But when they are doing good, when the word is working for them, when they are blessed, then there will be food in the house to feed the sheep. You getting this? Hallelujah. So, in case you're wondering, why do we need to give tithes and offerings so that there will be food in the house? Are you getting it? So that the, the sheep will be fed. So that the lambs will be fed. Praise God. So it's about food, right? He says, if you give, guess what? There'll be word for you. Are you getting this? So the word that comes to you is because of your relationship in the giving towards it. God works like that. He's saying, you are giving towards my house. I will give you the right food in the word of God. And he said, that is all that actually is required. He said, if they are being fed the proper kind of diet, the sheep will be fine. And guess what? They are his sheep. They are not even anybody else's sheep. They are his sheep. Do you know that God cares about his sheep more than anybody else? That he will shed his own precious blood for his sheep? And so if he said, feed the sheep, it means that for sheep to be doing well, it just requires good feeding. Hmm? Amen. Primarily, some good food has to be available. Then the exercise of it. What is exercise? Doing. Hallelujah. You know, my wife was suddenly talking about diet or whatever, eating and moving and all that. Remember that? Praise God. How many of you have seen her before? Some of you, right? Like way before? A couple of years before? She was a different looking person. She was like twice my size or something like that, right? And uh, it didn't matter to me. But then she had to just make a few adjustments because it was telling on her body, on her own life. Amen? Uh, and so she just decided to just eat certain things and not eat certain things. And uh, she has become this kind of model-looking person. Okay. Fine. No problem. Amen? But you have to figure out what you, you can actually eat. Amen? You have to decide what's good for you. Amen? Some, I envy those who can eat anything, but, you know, I just can't eat anything. Amen? There are guys I know who can just toss things in and nothing changes. They're just the same. Praise God for that, but not, not all of us are made like that. Some of us, if we eat just a little bit, I can gain weight in two days and lose weight in two days. My wife would get shocked. You just lost two, five kgs, three kgs like that. Amen? But others, it'll just be there. It'll just be there. Whatever they do, it'll just be there. It'll just be there. So you have to figure out for yourself <laughs> what moves your scale or what is helping you to breathe properly, what's helping you to move and be all you're supposed to be. You decide for yourself. Amen? You have to figure that out. You know, you have to see, experiment, and check. So basically, it's about what you toss inside, right? In the things of the Word, it's about what you're hearing, what you're saying, what you are looking at, what you are deeply contemplating. Praise God. He said, that's where it is. He said, it's not Paul or what Paul is saying that's the problem. He said, the people in Corinth, they were not allowing that which they were hearing to control them. Amen. 
So if they felt like singing, they would sing. If they don't feel like singing, they won't sing. If they feel like giving, they'll give. If they don't feel like giving, they won't give. They were just based on feelings. Amen? Feelings. All my life of feelings. Forget about that song. It doesn't pay. That's for rock stars and all that. But believers, they're not worried about feelings. They believe what God said instead of what they feel. But if your body is crying out too much, better adjust that. (laughs) Amen? If your body is screaming and crying, you better take care of that real fast. Amen. Maybe that feeling could be correct. Maybe you have to adjust that feeling a little bit until you don't feel that anymore. Amen? For instance, if you have a shoe bite, after some time, if you don't handle it, guess what's going to happen? Some things are going to grow inside instead of coming outside. Because you are not obeying the feeling. You are just keeping it there, shut there. You're not adjusting it. So some things start growing inside your body, inside your foot, inside your bone, inside your nail. And in the end, you can't even put your foot down. Praise God. So sometimes you have to pay attention to the feelings. Amen? Are you getting what I'm saying here? You're confusing us, Pastor. One minute you say, don't worry about feelings. Next minute you say, worry about the feelings. You figure it out. Amen? When it comes to thanking God, singing praise, giving, don't worry about feelings. But when it comes to your body saying, I have this and I have that, talk to it, study the word, etc. But if it's still giving you trouble, maybe you have to check something out. Amen? Maybe you have to adjust your diet. Praise God. Maybe you have to not eat certain things. Maybe you just have to modify what you're eating. And you'll be back, you know, like new. Praise God. Hallelujah. I hope that's all right. It's nice to keep it there. Amen? But there was a time when I spent a whole birthday just eating ice cream. Me and whoever else was there, we were in a place called Laza in Tiruvala. That birthday was everybody from church came straight there. We just ate ice cream and ate ice cream and ate ice cream and ate ice cream. I think from two to six or something, four hours of just eating ice cream. And I was a believer. I was not married before our marriage. You know, we were just talking. Christians should have fun times also. We should have the best fun. How many of you know that? Amen. We don't need the booze. We don't need, you know, the dope. We don't need any of those things. But we can have some good times. Jesus had some good times. You know, Jesus went to the wedding at Cana. Jesus knew how to have good times also. But they were clean good times. Amen. But now I can't go and sit down in one place and four hours just be eating ice cream. No. (laughs) Amen. If you can, thank you. All the best. But I can't do that anymore. Hallelujah. There's no need for that. Yeah, now if I can just eat, you know, one bowl or maximum two bowls. Hey, hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So you have to figure out some things also. Your body is different. Mine is different. Each one of us, just like our fingerprint, our bodies are different. You have to check it out for yourself. Amen. That's just an interesting point. So those of us who are listening, notice, feeding the flock is why... There is this necessity of giving. When you give, 
to the house of the Lord, God gives you a particular kind of food. Amen. Praise God. He has the food for you. So, amen. Keep that there. Let's go on. Let's go to the book of Acts again. Acts chapter 20. You know, I would like to let you know that um, sometimes because of anxiety over what you have suffered or what everybody else has suffered, we don't like to teach some things such as this. But that's not fair. It's not good. It's not right. That means our teaching is going to be based on our emotions also rather than what he wants the sheep to hear. Are you getting that? Amen. Yeah, we've been through stuff. People have mismanaged and mishandled and done things and your fingers may be burnt to cinders. Maybe your fingers are like coal right now, but still, put it in your pocket and listen. Or put it in your mouth and go, it's okay, and just listen. It's all right. Hallelujah. So, notice here, in the same speech he gave them, or the same teaching or talk he gave them in Acts 20, he says here, verse 26, Wherefore, wherefore, notice he says, I take you to record this day that I am pure from the blood of all men. I am pure from the blood of all men. Let's hear that in Kannada, please. Adalrinda, Indu Nanu Nimage, Drudavagi, Hirabahudo, Vondo, Sangati Enandre, Nimali Yaradro, Rakshane Honda Diradre, Adake, Nano, Honeella. Amen, Honeella. Nan Honeella. Adake, Nan Honeella. Am I correct? See, I'm getting it. Adake, Nan Honeella. He said, I am pure from the blood of all men. Why? Next verse. For I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. That's the reason why. Let's hear that also in 27. He said, you know why I am free from the blood of everybody? He said, because I have said what I have to say. I have taught all the counsel of God. So God is not going to hold me responsible. Their blood is on their head. Are you getting that? Can you imagine this is New Testament? Blood on your head? Observe that. So there's a level of guiltiness in the blood of somebody or in the life of somebody because the blood is the life according to the word of God. Amen. So I am guilty of your life if I don't teach you the whole counsel of God. Are you getting that? If I hold back, then I'm guilty. You are free. But if I do my part and teach it, then you are responsible for your own blood. I like to be free. Because that's what a good pastor should be. Free. In other words, he should tell everything as it's supposed to be, even though you may not feel like. That's why you preach in season out of season. Sometimes you don't feel like saying things. Sometimes you want to hold back because it's not very popular, because it has a persecution, because it has a problem, because when you start talking like that, there's an associated problem that comes, correct? So you just say, I'll preserve myself. But guess what? Their blood is on your head. Hmm? So every pastor who's right before God as an under-shepherd must be able to teach everything. 
So you notice, we were very careful in our teaching on the book of Revelation because it's a dangerous chapter. It's a dangerous book. People make all kinds of stories out of there. In fact, movies come out of there, you know, hallelujah, which scare you, man. Guess what? For the believer, you don't have to be scared about the book of Revelation. (whistles) Say amen, somebody. It's not scary for you. But if you're an unbeliever, mm, pretty scary. Hallelujah. So we teach the book after much quiet study, prayer, pondering, years of silence. Because there was a lot of confusion even among the body of Christ today about that book. Are you getting it? So we, we speak quietly, carefully. Hallelujah. Etc. Etc. So there are many topics which pastors may not want to teach. And there are many topics that they want to teach. They may be secretly enjoying certain topics. And they will teach that all the time. Such churches have problems. Are you getting it? Yeah. A balanced church should teach everything. Praise God. So that the pastor is truly free from the, the, the blood of the people. The responsibility of their life. He can sleep peacefully and not be worried. Hallelujah. Because he's done the right thing. So guess what? He has to study. He has to pray. He has to seek God. He has to give himself to it so that the right uta is released. And then he can teach that or feed the flock. Amen. Praise the Lord. So if he has to work at the job at the same time, he won't have much time to study, or he'll be working with the JCB at night. He'd switch it off, open his Bible at 2 a.m. on the main road because he had to work a JCB job because there was no Uta in the house of God, so he had to work separately. Hey, if it's like that, you may have to do it. There's no force. There's no force. If you have to drive a, a JCB and study and pray and then feed the flock, it is your deal what to do. Amen? But the original plan was there must be a freedom where this guy can study and he can pray and he can seek God so he can feed the flock properly and not hold back anything and he's free from the blood of all. Because of the thunderous amen, I decided to whistle. (laughs) You're enjoying this, Pastor. Not necessarily, but it's good to say it like it is. Hmm? Call a spade a spade, not a big spoon. What is it? Tell it. Parada. Cherikipara. Hey, put it properly. Correct? That's what I need. We need some honest talks, some clarity from the pulpit. Amen. So Paul said, I have not shunned to declare unto you all the counsel of God. Amen. So we are the guys who are supposed to stand in front of people, the same people, and maybe even some more. Hallelujah. And constantly teach them all the counsel of God. Not just your favorite topic. Say amen. Amen. So other ministries have favorite things that they go You know, they are specialists in this and that. But the pastor cannot be a specialist in this and that. He has to be all matters. Praise God. So God help us. 
God help us. Amen? Praise God. Did you get something out of that? Oh, yeah. Praise God. I got something out of that. So, verse 28 again. Take heed unto, notice, yourselves. So, the pastor has to be careful about his own life also. Amen? Otherwise, he's not going to be there. (laughs) You won't see any pastor there. Amen? And God can take care of the church. He can have associates and other pastors can replace you also. But why be replaced, man? Why not just take care of yourself with the Word of God and let things happen in the Spirit of God? Amen. So, Brother Georgie is there. You know, Brother Anup is there. Brother Michael is there. We're all there. Amen. But let's take care of ourselves also so that we can all be there some more. (laughs) So take heed unto yourself. So check yourself properly. Make sure you are getting a good diet. You're getting your rest. You're getting your family. You're getting some things in order all the time so that you can live long and see good days. You're acting wisely. Amen? So be careful, each one. Take heed to yourself. See, we we talked about living for others. That's good also, but notice yourself also. So there's a clean balance between others and self. Others and self. So in the beginning, we were more others. So guess what? Our house was full of people all the time. Guess how the house was? It was quite jing-bang, man. From morning, prayer, around 6, those guys won't leave. Some would leave. Thank God for those who left. But there were others who never left the house. They had breakfast with us. Then they had lunch with us. They asked all kinds of questions. And we ended up evening. Finally, they were the last people to leave the house. If they left. Some stayed there even. It was tough, you know. There was a praise and worship group that stayed with us. Man, they generally stayed. And uh, they said, uh, when you are downstairs, we won't come downstairs. When we go shopping, you should stay. All kinds of conditions. Why? Because we said, hey, let's live for others. And that's all right. Live for others. If it's just you alone or you and your wife. But once the kids come, you have to be careful. Because there's another generation that's watching and observing things. And they're like, this church business is weird, man. Everybody just comes home. The house belongs to everybody. The bathroom is full. I don't know what kind of house I'm living in here. Can I get out of here? So there has to be, as you grow, there has to be a difference between self and others and a small balance. And uh, so you can do something, you know, with some brains. Amen? And guess what? All those guys that stayed and stayed and stayed, they're not here. It's okay. That's all right. Hey, we are here for others as long as they are happy. Correct? You cannot be selfish about it also. You may just minister and minister and minister and minister. Minister yourself out. So he said, take heed to yourself. And the flock over the which the Holy Ghost has made you overseers to feed the church of God which he purchased with his own blood. Let's hear verse 28 again in Canada, please. Adadrinda, Nima Vishadaliyo. Praise the Lord. Amen. 
So today, um, usually I will say, you want to come home? Let's not go home. Can we go eat outside? Amen? And slowly I may show you the house also. It's just the house. So that you don't come and just stay there. Are you getting Because 30 years have passed almost since I started this business. I've seen a lot of things. I have seen. I have seen. And I've seen. Praise God. Amen. So in the end, you will end up with like two people who know you very well. That's about it. The rest, they just read this and that. It's up to them what they want to read. But you preach the right stuff. Whatever they read, that's up to them. But you preach the right stuff. Are you getting what I'm saying here? How many of you like this kind of message? Yeah. Yeah. It has to come from the pulpit neat and clean like that. Amen? Praise God. So I'm accountable to Him. Did you teach them what I told you to teach? Yes, boss. Amen. Now you can sleep. Don't worry. You don't have to worry about anything. Their blood is not on your head. But if you did not teach them what I told you to teach them, I require their blood on your hands. See God's system, New Testament. New Testament is full of grace and mercy and all, but there's also chomadela or responsibility. Or uh, I think it's called in Canada, I heard javabdari. Javabdari. Yeah, hallelujah. Some words I, I still try to remember. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 5. I, I hope this time thing is all right. This is cool. All right. You know me. I'm just going along like that. God help us all. Amen. First Peter chapter 5, notice how it begins. From verse 1. You say from verse 1. Arre, we're not leaving early today, huh? Don't worry, don't worry. the <laughs> <laughs> the elders <laughs> which are among you I exhort notice who am also an elder you see this is apostle Peter but guess what he called himself he said I'm an elder like all the other elders I just love how these people are see when it comes down to the basics they are not giving themselves titles and sticking all kinds of labels on themselves they are basically saying Hare, listen other elders, I am like you also. The only difference is I am a witness of the sufferings of Christ. I saw Jesus hanging. I saw the suffering. That's the difference. That makes him, you know, more loving. It's supposed to be like, if you saw Jesus suffering, you will be more full of love. Correct? So that's how we need to think about it. The more revelation you had of Jesus, the more loving, the more merciful the more full of grace you are. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, notice verse 2. He says, feed the flock of God. So Paul said it, now Peter is saying it. Feed the flock of God. What is this feed, by the way? Bible study, Sunday service, home, blah, blah, prayer time. 
See, it comes, you know, disguised as Bible study, Sunday service, home service, this, that, and the other. But it's actually command to feed the flock, which is being implied. Are you getting it? It's just an obedience to the boss. How many times should we feed the flock? Are What a question. You're asking me? Yes, Lord, I'm asking you. Three times a week? What? Three times a week? They'll starve. They'll die. They're my sheep. Okay, how long should I feed them? Every day. <gasps> Every day? I can't even snap my finger and they can't come. You know, Every day. So what do we do? Put it on the net, and let them feed every day. Put it on the podcast. Put it on the mate, mate, everything. Just put it out there. And then holler at them every now and then. Please eat the food. Please eat the food. Eat the food. Hallelujah. Notice, feed the flock of God, which is among you. I cannot feed others among me. Are you getting it? Which is among me. Those who say, I like Malabari. You Malabari? I like Malabari. Why do you like Malabari? I like the fish. I like the coconut also. I like the leaves. (laughs) I like Malabari. Are you Malabari? They'll ask you that question in Dubai. Are you Malabari? Amen? So some people like Malabari food. That's why they come here. This is Malabari. Some small kandari, some raja mircha now and then. A little bay leaf also. You know, a little spices, some cinnamon. Hallelujah! It's got it all. Amen? Feed the flock of God, which is among you, taking the oversight thereof, not by constraint, but willingly, not for filthy lucre, but of a ready mind. I don't think we said this in Canada yet, right? Let's do verse 1 and 2. Thank you, Brother John. Nimma sabahiriyarige nanu iga kelavu maatugalannu helabekagide. Nanu obba hiriyanagiddene. Nanu kristana baadegalannu kannare nodiddene. Namage pratyakshavagiruva prabhavadalli nanu paadugaranagiddene. Neevu javabdari vahisikondiruva sabeyannu paripalisabekendu nanu nimmannu beedikolluttene. Avaru devara mande. Neevu aa mandeyannu kaayiri ekendre ಅದು ನಿಮ್ಮ ಬಯಕೆಯಾಗಿದೆ ಅದು ಬಲವಂತದಿಂದ ಹೊರಿಸಿದ ಹೊರೆಯಲ್ಲ ದೇವರು ಅದನ್ನು ಇಷ್ಟಪಡುತ್ತಾನೆ ನೀವು ಆ ಮಂದೆಯನ್ನು ಕಾಯುವುದು ಹಣದ ನಿಮಿತ್ತವಲ್ಲ ದೇವರ ಸೇವೆ ಮಾಡಲು ನಿಮಗಿರುವ ಸಂತಸದ ನಿಮಿತ್ತವಾಗಿದೆ It's better if you have a salary, something coming, months and money comes, months and money comes, months and money comes, months and money comes. It's so cool. <gasps> Do you know what? Since the day I started, till today, there has been no lack of salary. I, isn't that amazing? Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Never. God is taking care. So that's not my problem. My problem is feed the flock. Hallelujah. My problem is just feed the flock. Notice how he says it. Feed the flock of God which is among you, taking oversight thereof. Hmm. This guy's ears are kind of big today, huh? He's grown some horns. You know, you, you can look across and tell, isn't it? 
take the oversight. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm simply kidding. Taking the oversight thereof, not by force, not because you are under force, no, because you love it. You see, I like to see people do well. So when I was blowing somebody's trumpet last week, about how they were blessed and this and that, it's because I enjoy that. I like to blow your trumpet. You have a trumpet, bring it here. I'll blow it for you. Amen? I enjoy seeing people do well. Praise God. I like to know that you got it because you believed certain things. And the word was working. That is more than my salary. That's more than you can pay. That feeling that it is working for them because of me, it just sets me free. Are you getting what I'm saying here? Amen? Anything else is a bonus. (laughs) Just to know that by listening, by coming, by acting on the food, you started to enjoy your life. Hey, that's cool. So I didn't come here in vain. So I didn't waste my life coming here. At least two people got it. Three people got it. Four people got it. They are managing to live. They are managing to enjoy. Things are actually happening. Wow. Are you getting it? That's why your testimony is powerful for me. Because if you acted on the word, you stood on certain things, fed the right kind of food, ooh, you got your stuff, <laughs> my stomach is full. Are you getting what I'm saying here? So I cannot do it for any other reason but of a ready mind. Verse 3, neither as being lords over God's heritage but being examples to the flock. How do I be an example? It must work for me also. I can't come here and say, (laughs) I can't do that. I should never do such things. That's rubbish. That's not right. That is emotion. That's blackmail. That's a con job. That's not right. Miracle night, I must walk up and down with everything looking good without implying any such thing. Are you getting it? It must work for me and my household in front of your own paka eyes. You must be seeing it. Hurry, not bad, yeah? It's working. And you can check and see whether I'm on a loan or not. No loan. We're just going along till today. Are you getting what I'm saying here? It's working. It's working. Working right here in this corona time. It's working. Corona, corona, whatever they say. It's working because God has not changed. Amen? So not being as lords, what does that mean? It means it is possible to be like a lord. But don't be it. Some people can be as lords. And all that. You can, but he's saying, don't do that. That means there is a genuine authority given to you over God's heritage. This is God's heritage. This is his inheritance. There's a genuine 
authority that I can actually exercise over them and purine them. But don't do that. Don't be dictator over their personal life. I can be controlling over the word, but not over your personal life. Are you getting what I'm saying here? What you do in your home, I believe the word of God is controlling you. I cannot be in your home. That's between the Holy Ghost and you. Are you getting what I'm saying here? Amen. So, we are all living in the same earth with all of our problems. And the word is good. It will work for us with the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. So, I cannot come and privately monitor your life by putting cameras everywhere. You went to the bathroom, you opened the tap, it said, smile, you're on camera. (laughs) Pastor's watching you. No. (laughs) I can't do that. That's not right. It's just not right. It's not ethical to do such things, to come into your cranium and think what you are thinking. No. You have your own problems. Don't ask for some more, right? Hallelujah. You got your own, man. So, that's what he's talking about. He said, be an example. Just be an example. Use the word. In India, Nama Bangalore, Suvarna Bangalore. Yes, right there. In these times, right there. That's why your pastor cannot be some faraway guy. He has to be someone that you can see that he's living right under the same clouds as you are. And it's working for him. Say amen. See, there's hope. We are closing. Don't worry. Verse 4. And when the chief shepherd shall appear, you shall receive a crown of glory that fadeth not away. This is talking to shepherds. They have a chief shepherd. So this crown is only for shepherds. It's a special one for shepherds. That's the day we will know who's a shepherd. Some people have just been pretending. (laughs) But that day, (laughs) woo, glory! When the chief shepherd arrives, that is when the shepherds will come there and he will give them something. A special crown. The rest will just say, I'm sorry, I was just pretending. Actually, I am not a shepherd. I'm a shepherd. I'm a shepherd. <laughs> that faded not away. So it means that there is a shepherd who understands your heart, your desire. Your kind of thinking. He said, I know I'm the great shepherd. Hallelujah. I feel what you feel. I see what you're going to. I know the people. They are your sheep. Don't worry. You can sleep. I'll handle them. Otherwise, you lose all your head, become skin and bones, grow a big tardy, and become a swami, man. Just became a shepherd. I'm walking around like, why? I'm a shepherd. No, the shepherd is supposed to not be worried. Remember Peter was married? He can marry, he can have children, he can relax without worrying because God owns the sheep. Hallelujah. Amen. You say, is there any chance of ending? Yes, we're coming down. Verse 5. Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another. Be clothed with humility. God resists the proud and gives grace. To the humble. You see, we have started coming back to that. In that grace. Remember Miss Grace there? Miss, hey Gracie, come here. Remember Grace? <laughs> yeah, Grace. Can we hear verse 4 and 5 in Canada, please? 
ಪ್ರಧಾನ ಕುರುಬನು ಕ್ರಿಸ್ತ ಯೇಸುವನು ಪ್ರತ್ಯಕ್ಷನಾದಾಗ ನಿಮಗೆ ಕಿರೀಟವು ಲಭಿಸುವುದು ಮಹಾಪ್ರಭಾವವನ್ನು ಹೊಂದಿರುವ ಆ ಕಿರೀಟವು ತನ್ನ ಸೌಂದರ್ಯವನ್ನು ಕಳೆದು ಕಳೆದುಕೊಳ್ಳುವುದಿಲ್ಲ ಯುವಕರೇ ನಾನು ನಿಮಗೆ ಕೆಲವು ಮಾತುಗಳನ್ನು ಹೇಳಬೇಕಾಗಿದೆ ನೀವು ಹಿರಿಯರಿಗೆ ಅಧೀನರಾಗಿರಬೇಕು ನೀವೆಲ್ಲರೂ ಒಬ್ಬರಿಗೊಬ್ಬರು ನಮ್ರತೆಯಿಂದ ನಡೆದುಕೊಳ್ಳಬೇಕು ದೇವರು ಅಹಂಕಾರಿಗಳಿಗೆ ವಿರುದ್ಧವಾಗಿದ್ದಾನೆ ಆದರೆ ಆತನು ನಮ್ರತೆಯಿಂದ ಇರುವ ಜನರಿಗೆ ಕೃಪೆಯನ್ನು ದಯಪಾಲಿಸುತ್ತಾನೆ ಅಹಂಕಾರಿಯ what ahankaram that is are you getting that yeah it means you have not submitted so this is about submission notice submission is a bad word have you noticed that because some people made it a bad word the way they treated us submit became talavali pidave submit again but the actual meaning of submit means you are just obeying the way god arranges things for grace to come to you grace so remember that title one time we asked what do you see and i said we see supply amen grace is supply submit yourself notice be clothed with etc next verse says verse 6 uh, please humble yourself therefore under the mighty hand of god the hand of god is supply amen where the grace comes from where the supply comes from put your hand put your life under that let the supply come just see it as god's hand when i put myself under the submission that god is talking about i am putting myself under the supply praise god amen so you see not because the guy is a good guy or is a great guy but just because that's the way it works amen when you're driving down the road and the guy in the uniform says what do you do look here and disappear isn't it <laughs> correct you got it that's the way to do it when he says hey rick and he does like this you look that way and you you are telling him i am not submitting to you and he clicks your number and he clicks a couple of details and he'll say i will make sure you submit to me one of these days it's coming to your house in the form of a receipt saying you owe me hana paisa 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 amen it always boils down to that government wants you to submit driving school wants you to submit college wants you to submit principal wants you to submit father wants you to submit man the whole place is full of submit 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 so in our head is like yo talavali just turn the other way and go but this is good because he's good he's good you can't say he's good he's good and not submit right adella paadi nalladaitu paadi 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 oh he's good and then when he says do this no that's not there's something wrong with all that that equation just doesn't figure excuse me but it does not add up 
You are good, you are good, and your love endures. Oh, you are good, you are good, and your love endures today. You are good, you are good, you are good, you are good, and your love endures. Oh, you are good, you are good, and your love endures. Okay, let's do this. <laughs> What was the main problem? Emotions. Forget of the emotion. If you want to cry while you're doing it, fine. But make sure after everything is done, you wipe everything and just do what you're supposed to do. Put the back, clean everything, and then say, I'm going to do the right thing. <laughs> Why? The mighty hand of God. Did you notice one thing about this? This is in the New Testament. He resists the proud. It means he stands against you and says, Mm-mm, Ogela, you're not going. I must go. I must, you're not going. Is my hairstyle okay? Okay. <laughs> You're not going. But I want to go. You better submit. Come under my mighty hand. I will exalt you in due time. You see that? He may exalt you. He wants to lift you up. God is your father. He wants to lift you up and say, See my son, look at the hero man. Look at him. But he said, do it the proper way. And that's all we need. We just need it the proper way. If you get it the proper way, others can follow it. But if you get it some private way, they can't follow you. It won't work for everybody. But if it is got the proper way, you just explain. It was like this. And they say, really? Okay, let's do this. But you have to submit. Ah, that and all, I don't know about submit and all that. Come on here, is there any other way? I don't know any other way. Praise God. Amen. It's about time. But we still have 19 minutes here. Who said you should take 19 minutes? Nobody. I can stop now. That's the thing about being a pastor. You can stop, right? You can stop. Let's see. Shall we stop? You know, there was this number that came to me. 3525. 3525. 3525. Who's 3525? I don't know whether it's your car or whether it is your number plate or whether it's your card. The last four digits, it's been coming up. 3525. Whether it is you or somebody watching, I don't know. But I believe there's mercy connected to that. 3525. 3525. And if it happens to you, please let us know. Praise God. Glory to God. Humble yourself, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that He may exalt you in due time. T I M E. Time. Amen? Notice the clock is still ticking. The only place where there's no time is heaven. 
What does that mean? It is very likely you will get your promotion here itself. Amen? I know there is promotion in heaven. Those who are least will be the greatest and all of that. But there is also a time frame of here. Amen? So if you've been humbling yourself, acting on the word, instead of your feelings, instead of your emotions, you've been doing it according to God, you're humbling yourself under His mighty hand, guess what? He's going to exalt you. Definitely. He takes pride or pleasure in exalting His people. It is His family. They are His sheep. He's like, I like to see my sheep exalted, but I must exalt them. I must lift them up. Praise God. I like it when God lifts you up. Nobody can argue. It was God. Amen? So somebody was showing me some donkey story the other day. <laughs> some guy called Ebi, E-B-Y or A-B-Y. You know, where do such people come from? You got it. That's right. From God's own country. <laughs> Ebi decided that after his marriage flopped, he was actually engaged or married to Miss Kerala or something. And she chucked him. Too bad, right? He got so badly desperate and he started reading his Bible and praying a lot, it seems. While studying and praying his Bible, he noticed Job had many she-asses or donkeys and so on and so forth. And, and Jesus rode a donkey and this and that. And so he began to think about donkeys and donkeys and kate, kate, you know. Hey, kate, hey, kate. He was thinking about it so much that he decided to start a donkey farm. Guess what? In Kerala, God's own country, according to them, this is God's own country, right? Suvarna, Karnataka. God's earth, man. Are you getting it? Where are they getting this? Their country is only God's country. Where did they get that from? Where, do you have any idea, anybody? Somebody just made it up. This earth is God's own earth. Hallelujah. Anyway, he was doing the donkey stuff and he finally decided to do it wholesale, get some donkeys and just have more donkeys and donkeys died, daddy cried. <laughs> All those kind of things. You know, it was a big story. The guy's a millionaire right now because according to the facts, a donkey only produces about 200 ml of milk. And that milk cost thousands. Praise God. He suffered. The Malayali guys call him all kinds of names. And he's related to Brother Joji also. <laughs> Tell me, is there anybody who is not related to Brother Joji? <laughs> we got relationship covered, man. When it comes to Brother Joji. The whole of Nagaland and Kerala... I mean, we just got it all. See, not everybody will like this church, but it's that Malabari flavor, or it's that whatever flavor it is. Hallelujah. Long story short, Hollywood wants his stuff. All the stars are using his donkey milk, Ebi and Ebi milk. It's out there. They're bathing in it. Cleopatra used to bathe in it, it seems. It's like the highest level of cash is flowing. The guy is just, he suffered enough, but he got blessed. Amen. And so, I'm not saying we should all just go get another donkey. 
hey, Katek, no. We should just prayerfully study and say, Lord, you want to exalt me in due time. What do you want me to do? What do you want me to do now? I am praying and I am praying. Oh my God. He will answer you. He's the God of the guy who's crying, who's praying. Just submit. Yield to him. Do the stuff that he's saying. He will give you ideas. Amen. If I stepped on your feet at any time during the message, please forgive me. My shoes are small. But if they step, they're kind of painful. I know. I hope I did not hurt your feelings. Amen. I'm simply trying to feed the church. Hallelujah. When you get blessed, I'm excited. Amen. Hallelujah. Shall we worship the king? Rambrastele profoloto comoso. Mikedole brande vite vavali to corosante. Meno koto corre patacarabi serevocoto rodosto. Macadoco rekise kerica sacalamanta. Lubre tecete costo frevevite keleboro cosente. We bless you, Lord. We praise you. We are grateful that you are our shepherd, the great shepherd of the sheep. Hamash tecete prosoco tecere baracataca. We worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you, we worship you. Hallelujah. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name. We see your supply. We see your grace. We see your promotion. We see your exaltation. We see your heart, Lord, that you want us to be exalted. You want us to be promoted. You want us to be above only, never beneath the head and not the tail. We see your desire, our Father, better than any natural father. The great shepherd who loves his sheep and gave his blood for his sheep. We thank you for loving us with such heart and such desire. We thank you for tender mercies and loving kindnesses. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Thank you for ideas, the knowledge of witty inventions coming to your people. Ideas from the throne today so that your people will prosper, your people will profit no matter what the time, no matter what the season. Doors of opportunity open for them. The God of increase, the God of overflow, the God of excess, the God of more than enough who gives grace, grace so that we can abound and abound to every good work. I thank you for grace flowing from your throne today. Supply from your throne today. Supply from the throne. Because you told us that we see supply. We are not seeing lack. We are, we are seeing supply. We're not looking at what the world is saying. We're looking at what you have said. Our God shall supply all our needs according to his riches. His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. I thank you for fearlessness, for holy boldness coming into your people today, that they will step out on what they believe is God speaking to them, confirming it again and again. Help them to receive your counsel, your direction in this day, in this hour. I thank you for your strength. I thank you for your ability. I thank you for those people that you are sending across their path. I thank you for divine 
Holy Ghost led meetings, opportunities, connections in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I give you praise. Do not be afraid. Do not be broken down and dismayed, my people. I have seen your tears. I have seen your struggle. It's time to rest in my word. It's time to rest in me, says the Lord. I have made a place for you in me. It's a secret place. A place of faith. Rest there and watch my hand operate for you. Ha, ha, ha. And you shall enjoy and have testimonies. And you will see it in your lifetime. You will see it during this time on the earth. Hallelujah. Great shall be your rejoicing. Great shall be your rejoicing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Abba Father. 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 Your mercy on the bones of your people. Mercy on the bones of your people. Bones. Mercy on the bones of your people today. In their joints, in their bones, let mercy flow. In Jesus' mighty name. Jesus' mighty name. They are your body, your joints, your bones. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much. If you would like to give, um, this is a great opportunity to give. We are so grateful today that we can give online. You can give physically or online and we'll use this as a point of contact. Father, in Jesus' name, thank you. As your people give, as they tithe, whatever they are doing in the name of Jesus. Here mortal men receive, but there he that lives forever receives. Thank you for the kingdom, the word, the instruction that's coming to your people. Thank you for the increase. Thank you for the overflow. Thank you that the curse is over. Thank you that they must see the increase in Jesus' name. Amen. Angels work. The earth produce. In Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much. You are blessed. Hallelujah. There is a place that belongs to you. It's called in Christ. In the morning when you wake up, say, I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. I'm in Christ. And then say, there's a new law working in me. It's the law of the spirit of life. In Christ Jesus. It is higher. It has set me free from the law of sin, sickness, disease, curse, and death. It is a law because you are in Christ. You are a believer. That law must work for you. Hallelujah. Say it in the morning. Say it throughout the day. Say it at night. Just keep saying it. There is a new law working in me. Hallelujah. Amen. That I want us to get a hold of it. I feel the emphasis on that. Especially, keep thinking about it. There's a new law working in me. There's a higher law working in me. It's the law of the spirit of life. It has set me free from the law of sin, sickness, disease, curse, death. I'm free. Every day, just be at it. 
Hallelujah. It's the truth. God cannot lie. There's a higher law working in us. Amen. It is higher than sin, sickness, disease, curse, and death. Amen. It will submit everything to the higher law. From your mouth, from your heart, speak it. Say it. Day in, day out. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Are you ready for communion? Shall we take communion? I guess we'll have to be um, on again, right? Let's do this. What's this thing about communion? Thank you. The communion meal comes out of something known as Passover. And the Jewish people were so confused that they were busy trying to bring, thank you, Jesus from the cross quickly so that they'll go and eat Passover at home. (laughs) How confused can you be? They wanted to bring his body down from the cross quickly so that they can eat Passover peacefully at home. That was Passover day. They did not know that they had killed the real Passover and that he was the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Isn't that interesting? Today you and I have the real Passover Lamb's authority, authorization to remember what he has done. He said, do this in remembrance. Remember, I paid for you. Remember, I did it for you. I have suffered for you. Remember, he says. Every curse is over. Lack is over. Sickness is over. Every kind of other dominion is over because he paid for it. Amen? Let's remember it and take it. One other thing when you take it is hold nothing against anyone. Hold no grudges against anyone. Sometimes it's hard But let it go. Just submit. Just let it go. You can even speak it out and say, I don't feel like, but I'm going to do it in Jesus' name. You can say, I don't feel like, but in Jesus' name, I'm going to let them go. I'm going to forgive them. Because God told me to do that. And watch the mercy of God act on your behalf. Amen? You can be very honest with the Lord and say, my emotions are not in line but I'm going to act on the Word of God. My emotions are fighting with me, but I'm going to act on the Word of God. Hallelujah. Father, today, if there's any place of offense, of hurt, of unforgiveness, any area of pain that the emotions are not in line, in Jesus' name today, we release and forgive and forget and let them go. It doesn't matter what they have done. It's all right. I just let it go because God said so. In Jesus' name, we forgive them. We let it go. Thank you, Father. You paid for them. You loved them. Now, Lord Jesus, as we take this meal, we declare healing belongs to us. Our cup must run over more than enough for every good work in the name of God. Of Jesus. Shall we eat and drink? Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You are a faithful God. Hallelujah. Come for a minute. Hallelujah. 
We would like to say thank you for joining us today, our first Sunday service after a few months. Thank you so much. You are blessed. Hallelujah.